welcome back everyone man how it feels so good to be back in front of this microphone the holidays were exhausting but it was fun does anyone have a new year's resolution i did not make a resolution this year new year same me anywho today i'm going to tell you about how a toxic and abusive relationship turned into a murder of a 21 year old salt lake community college student tawny baird i'm your host Shayna. And this is Criminal Beauty. Tawny Baird was a beautiful girl with the world at her feet. She loved to be the life of the party and loved hanging out with friends. She was described as friendly and outgoing, loved the outdoors, and was said to have an entourage of friends that followed her around. She loved to sing and she dreamed of being a singer. Tawny and her parents lived in Holiday, Utah, just outside of Salt Lake City, and Tawny was attending Salt Lake Community College. In 2010, Tawny went out with some friends to chill out and have some fun. Tawny was never a problematic teen, but like most teens, she experimented with new things. Her and her friends were all out driving around smoking marijuana when they got pulled over. The officer making the stop asked them all to get out of the car. He found the paraphernalia and questioned who it belonged to. Tawny, only 17 at the time, took the blame. Her friends said on an episode of Web of Lies that Tawny was just that type of person. That Tawny knew that because she was still a teen, that she would get the lesser consequence compared to her adult-aged friends. Tawny was taken into custody and was charged with possession of a controlled substance and was sentenced to 90 days in Salt Lake City Youth Treatment Center in Utah. Tawny was upset and her parents feared that she may not survive. They were worried for her and she wasn't much of one that gotten into that kind of trouble before. Feeling out of place and scared, Tawny just kept to herself at first until she met Victoria Mendoza, a girl that would change Tawny's life forever. Victoria had a rough life. She had been in trouble before, and this wasn't her first time in the treatment center. Victoria's father had committed suicide when she was 10 years old, and it all went downhill from there. She ran away from home, started hanging out with the wrong crowd, doing drugs and getting into fights. She was a girl with a, I don't give a shit attitude from what I've read. While there, Victoria made Tawny feel comfortable, safe even. Victoria took care of Tawny. The more time the two girls spent together, the closer they became, and it blossomed into something more than a friendship. They basically did everything together there, and when Tawny's mom, Dana, came to visit, Tawny came out to her mom and introduced her to Victoria. Tawny's mom was shocked, but was accepting of her daughter for who she was. Tawny and Victoria also bonded over their love of music, Victoria loved to write lyrics, and Tawny loved to sing. That drew them closer to each other. Eventually, Tawny's time was up there, and she was released in August of 2010. But Victoria had to stay. Tawny's best friend picked her up in front of the building, and Tawny began to tell her about Victoria. Tawny's best friend said that Tawny seemed head over heels for Victoria. In September of 2010, Victoria was released, and Tawny and her dad picked Victoria up. 
Tawny's dad was skeptical at first. He said that Victoria didn't look like someone his daughter would be dating. The tattoos and stuff threw him off, but he didn't say much, and later he got to know Victoria. Victoria and Tawny spent a few days together. Tawny even took Victoria to meet her friends. They spent a few days together before Victoria took Tawny to meet her mom in Ogden, Utah. Victoria's mom was sick. While Victoria was in the treatment center, she had found out that her mom had breast cancer and that it was progressing. Her and Tawny visited for a while, and then Victoria wanted to take Tawny out to meet some of her friends. According to one of Tawny's friends, Ogden was a little shady, so Tawny had felt a little out of place and nervous about being out in public and not knowing anyone. This is where Victoria's jealousy started coming to light for Tawny. While Tawny was hanging out with a longtime friend, a man had walked up to Tawny and was talking to her and Victoria went berserk. She got hostile and violent towards this man and even pulled a knife on him. She played it off like she was Tawny's hero. Victoria had been jealous from the get-go with Tawny, so much so that when Tawny left the treatment center, Victoria had given Tawny a note and told her to read it after she left. The note said something to the effect of, if you sleep with anyone except for me, I might have to kill you. I mean it. From that point, things went downhill, but no one really took notice right off. Victoria's mom sadly passed away due to breast cancer, and Tawny's mom offered to take Victoria in. Victoria moved in with Tawny and her parents. Tawny's parents bought her clothes, helped her find a job, and were adamant about helping Victoria get back on her feet. Eventually, Victoria looked at Tawny's parents as her own, and was even calling Tawny's mother, Mom. Tawny's dad looked at Victoria as a second daughter, and everything was okay for a bit. Tawny was always posting to Facebook and Instagram about how much she loved Victoria and posting selfies of the two together, happy and smiling. They were the perfect couple on social media. But, as most of you know, not everything on social media is everything that's going on behind those profiles. The two started arguing more, and Victoria was always accusing Tawny of being into other people. In particular, an old friend of Tawny's. Back then, their friends would tell you that Tawny and Victoria had the perfect relationship and were the perfect couple. But eventually, they began to see the tension and jealousy. Victoria wasn't a fan of Tawny's very active social life. Whether it be in real life or on social media, Victoria had a selfish personality and wanted Tawny all to herself. It wasn't a secret to anyone that Tawny had boyfriends in the past and Victoria's biggest insecurity was thinking that Tawny would leave her to be with one of them again. So Victoria started to become controlling of Tawny. Tawny, again, had a very active social life on and off social media, but Tawny would always get a ton of comments and messages from friends. The ones Victoria didn't like were the ones from male friends. She began to have more of a say in who Tawny hung out with and talked to, where she went, and Victoria would have to be with her. Victoria also started snooping, going through Tawny's phone and computer, checking Facebook messages. Tawny had caught her a couple of times, and when Tawny would say something about how it was a violation of her privacy, Victoria would only become more angry and accuse Tawny of hiding something. This wouldn't stop her from snooping, though. It would continue. Tawny and Victoria had gotten into a pretty big fight one night over the fact that Tawny had been hanging out with one of her male friends. 
Victoria walked out and was gone for a few days. Tawny was so worried and would try to call and text Victoria to make sure she was okay. It turned out that Victoria went and cheated on Tawny out of spite, and to make matters worse, it was with one of Tawny's friends. This broke Tawny's heart. Victoria was losing Tawny because of her actions and attitude. When she realized this, she apologized and begged Tawny to forgive her. She did all this in a public YouTube video. Tawny thought this was a romantic gesture and eventually forgave her, but this was just a manipulation tactic on Victoria's end. Victoria was taking advantage of Tawny's vulnerability, just as she had when she had first met. Victoria and Tawny were back together and reportedly madly in love, according to social media. But things would only escalate and eventually end in terror. Tawny had received a text from a male friend and Victoria noticed. Once again, Tawny was met with Victoria's jealousy, but this time it was different. Normally, their arguments would consist of Victoria accusing Tawny, Tawny trying to defend herself, and they would bicker back and forth for a while. But this time, Victoria was so mad at Tawny, for no reason, might I add, that she snapped and punched Tawny in the face. Tawny began bleeding, and amongst all the blood, Tawny's tooth. Of course, when Victoria realized what she had done, she began apologizing to Tawny. Tawny just wanted to go home, and when she got home, her mom saw her, and she immediately knew what had happened. Tawny's mom wanted to call the police, but Tawny begged her not to. Regardless of what Victoria had done to Tawny, Tawny was trapped in the craziness of Victoria's manipulation and deceit. Tawny didn't have it in her to leave Victoria, even though friends were telling her how bad it was getting. Tawny gave Victoria another chance, but sadly, unbeknownst to Tawny, this would be the last one. On October 17, 2014, Tawny and Victoria went to meet some friends in Ogden after one of Tawny's friends asked them to go out. Everything was going fine until Victoria started getting jealous of Tawny's interactions with friends. She used excuses, spent time in the bathroom, said she wanted to leave, and eventually Tawny caved and decided to leave with Victoria. Tawny drove her friend Lacey home and they said their goodbyes. It was the early morning hours of October 18th. Tawny was driving home on a freeway in Weber County when an argument between them broke out. It got so heated that Tawny didn't feel comfortable driving while the argument was happening, so she pulled over. As the two continued to argue, Victoria realized that Tawny wasn't buying into the BS and was standing up for herself. This only enraged Victoria. And according to some reports, Tawny had slapped Victoria and pulled her hair. Before things could begin to cool down, Victoria pulled out a knife and began stabbing Tawny repeatedly. She stabbed Tawny a total of 46 times. According to an article on the Cinematholic, Victoria called her sister, Cindy Spencer, and told her what happened. Cindy didn't believe what had really happened, but the tone of Victoria's voice made her call 911. Then she left and rushed to the spot that Victoria had said they were at. The Ogden Police Lieutenant Tim Scott said that they were actually responding to a call of a murder or someone who wanted to turn themselves in for murder. Police arrived at an unexpected and horrific scene. 
Tawny was in the passenger seat covered in blood, and Victoria was sitting next to her, calm. Victoria was eventually arrested. During appearances in court, she had several outbursts. According to an article on the Salt Lake Tribune, as she walked into the courtroom on March 26th of 2015, she was huddled against her attorney, and she said that the Weber County Jail staff was trying to kill her. And in an earlier appearance in February's preliminary hearing, as the hearing was coming to an end, she yelled that she felt that she was being threatened by Tawny's family and that, quote, I'll just kill myself, then you don't have to worry about me, end quote. Her attorney began to worry after these outbursts and became concerned that Victoria could not adequately understand the charges against her and participate in defending herself, which in turn had her attorney request that Victoria's competency be evaluated. Her competency evaluation was set for May 7th of 2015, and the judge also scheduled a seven-day trial set to begin on November 30th of 2015. Victoria's sister also testified at the preliminary hearing saying that Victoria and Tawny both were using marijuana and prescription drugs. They were both jealous and controlling of each other, and that they got into fights that escalated into hitting, kicking, and punching. Tawny's father said that he wished that he had seen the increasingly serious domestic violence going on between his daughter and Victoria. He wishes that he would have known the truth about how his daughter's tooth got knocked out and that someone would have said something before Victoria had stabbed his daughter 46 times. Victoria pled guilty to the charges against her and was sentenced to 16 years to life in prison for first-degree felony murder. Tawny's father and family pleaded with the 2nd District Court to give Victoria life in prison, but the judge said his hands were tied and couldn't hand down anything but the 16 years to life because the charges were not aggravated murder. When given the chance to address the judge, Victoria, speaking of Tawny's family, only said, quote, Everything they've said is very hurtful to me. I have no excuse for what I've done. That's the main reason why I pleaded guilty. I really have nothing to say. I'm the monster here. End quote. Victoria Mendoza is currently in Utah State Prison, serving her sentence for the murder of her girlfriend. Domestic violence is so serious, and most of the time, no one outside the relationship is aware until it is too late, or they know and are scared to say something. Please speak up. If you know someone or you are a victim of domestic violence, there is help for you. If you are in immediate danger, please call 911. For anonymous, confidential help, 24-7-365, you can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. Until next time, stay safe, friends. Thank you for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit that subscribe or follow button and tune in every Monday for a new episode. Episode suggestions can be sent to criminalbeautypod at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at criminalbeauty20 and on Instagram at criminalbeautypod.